I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're gonna to be talking about failure to launch. So I guess this is a pretty popular term. There was a movie and I guess a book that came out about it a while ago. Yeah. And there is a bit of a phenomenon to it. So Margaret has an interesting article that she wants to share about it and her thoughts about it. I wrote it my very self. Oh, okay. I wrote it my very self. These I are thought my this thoughts. was one of the ones that you were from the Time Magazine. No, okay. this is this is mine from observation. All right, um, but so I'm you know sure it's that really these good. are not only my observations. But there's a there's a uh, a syndrome out there now called failure to launch. Everybody who uses it apologizes for it. Mm -hmm. Okay, that it seems like a really bad choice of words. In any case, it refers to people who are unable to launch themselves into adulthood. Like and, launch, like get out of the fly out of the nest. Yes, um, <laughs> yes, and it's quite common these days, and it's a huge problem yep. um, for the people who are unable to launch, and for the families who have no idea what to do in terms of how to help them. Um, so I want to talk about it, and I've heard about it um, frequently in the last few months. Um, now, I know there was a really bad movie, I think it was 2006, that looked kind of funny but dumb mm -hmm. about somebody who was having this difficulty. Um, if any of you have seen it, we'd love your feedback. Um, but yeah. this is a very real I haven't seen it. phenomenon. I really haven't seen it either. Yeah. So, um, anyway, <clears throat> uh, what I'm hearing is particularly from people who are in relationships for a second time in life. Folks who have been married 20 years or so mm -hmm. um, may have adolescent or grown children in their 20s. Mm -hmm. um, that I'm finding that many times partners are hooking up with someone who has a failure to launch child. Okay. And it's always a problem. So you're saying, okay, if you you remarrying or you find somebody new later yep. on in life and they right. have an older child, yep. the child is still at home, but they're an adult, essentially. They're an adult. Oftentimes you find that there is an adult child who you would think, excuse me, would be launched into the world by this time, who simply isn't mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And it's an instant um, issue and point of dis disagreement and all over problem mm -hmm. okay now you usually have the parent of the child um, who feels bad about very possibly the ugly divorce the disruption to the kids lives because oftentimes when a divorce is settled people have to move they may have to go from an apart from a home to an apartment they oftentimes lose the home they grew up in Mm -hmm. um, they may have to move, they may have to move schools. So there are a whole bunch of disruptions that come with a divorce, not to mention all the fighting that goes on before it mm -hmm. and all of the toxic energy they may have had to live with. Yeah. So you have a parent who's feeling maybe guilty 
or maybe wondering if there's something else they could have done. Mm -hmm. Okay, but what also seems to happen is that in spite the parents' good intentions, they end up enabling this young person to stay where they are. Yeah. And when I looked up some articles on it, and would you believe there is now a whole industry on it, that there are big treatment facilities that I know as trauma treatment facilities mm -hmm. or psychiatric facilities, advertising now a failure to launch program where they will take your dysfunctional young person and keep them for a while and provide them with coaching and job coaching and all kinds of services mm -hmm. to kind of move them along the way. And I'm sure it's extremely expensive. Um, but there's enough of it around these days and it's enough of a problem that people are willing to pay huge amounts of money to be able to move their young person along. Yep. Alright? Yep. Um, and I could see that. And there are things like, um, someone wrote in, I looked at some of the letters that are written in. One woman wanted to know how she could get her husband to be more sympathetic with her son. Um, he was in his room playing video games, smoking marijuana, and occasionally visiting his friends and wouldn't even look for a job. Mm -hmm. And her husband is saying, no, this is not okay. We have to move him along. Um, and his mother was very upset about him, etc., etc. Now, it's entirely possible that some of these young people really do have their problems. Okay? Um, the first one that you think of is depression. Um, adolescents never look depressed, or very rarely. What they get is irritable. I'm not going anywhere, I'm not talking to anybody, I'm just sitting in my room that I've painted, painted four shades of black, yeah. and I'm not doing anything. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just staying right here. Um, and it's very difficult to work with that, to move that, to find any motivation, to fi find any passion. And they were saying it as if it was kind of, you know, bad teenagers, no motivation, no passion. Mm -hmm. Well, if you get really depressed, you don't have any motivation or passion. And if everything you've tried over your whole life hasn't worked for you, then you're probably going to need some help um, before you can motivate yourself enough to get going. Yeah. Also, we find that kids can be addicted to marijuana, addicted to the computer, and as we all know, that can happen, um, smoking pot, very often, um, and just having no sense that there's anything better out there for them. Okay? Yeah. So... Parents do everything they can, they call everybody they can, they threaten them, they cajole them, they give them deadlines. But I think oftentimes they don't stay with the deadlines, which seems to be one of the problems. And indeed the parents are right to be concerned that they're okay, but they can't excuse them and let them continue to do it. Okay? Wasn't there a case on the news not all that long ago where the guy finally was evicted from his parents' house and he was 35 and had a giant porn collection? I don't know if you remember that, but it wasn't that long mm -hmm. ago. Um, so what do you do um, if you come across a potential partner who has one of these kids at home? Hire a cleaning unit? Hire, yes, to clean their room, <laughs> number one. Yeah, yeah, right away. Especially in that kid's uh, exactly. room. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, can you imagine what their rooms really look like? Yeah. And of course, they don't have much to say to anybody, and of course they refuse to go to any kind of treatment. They're just fine, they say. Yeah. Well, if you want to live here, the clinic's right down the street. Yeah. You know? But for whatever reason, it seems to be very difficult for parents to do that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now you can't, if you're a parent, you can't have it both ways. You can be sympathetic and still insist that they move along. It's not one or the other. But it ends up being <clears throat> either you're tough with them or you're soft with them, and there doesn't seem to be an in-between. Okay? And of course they'll make deadlines and not, not make them. All right. So a lot of people that are finding love again are finding themselves in situations where there's this adult child, yep. they won't move out, and it's really impacting their relationship. Absolutely. It's and, a, and the new partner is like, come on, you got to do something with your right. son or exactly your daughter. That's right. Yep. And I heard two in this past week. You have to do something with someone. Really? Yeah. I've had two in the past week. Wow. Um, one of the other thoughts I have is that inevitably the child who is lingering in the family home um, is in touch with the other parent. Okay? So you mean the parent that is not living there, the other one. Right. Got it. The other parent, yeah. Um, so, you know, if son is living with dad, then son is in touch with mom and seeing mom periodically and messages are going back and forth. Wow. So what strikes me immediately is that this is a very backdoor, well-disguised kind of way of somehow keeping that original family, if not together, still in touch. Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, because, Only Margaret would figure that one yeah. out. <laughs> um, but you know, you ask yourself, what's keeping this kid here? Yeah. And oftentimes, long after divorces are over, kids haven't had time to process it, accept it, deal with it, and sometimes they're literally keeping a second relationship from happening. Okay. Now, do they sit down and plan this? Probably not. Um, but is each parent possibly getting something from knowing what the other is doing? Possibly. Right? Yeah. So I'm saying the messages are going back back and forth consciously or unconsciously. Yeah. And in no case have I seen a situation where the parents could come together to work on this. All right? What you hear is, say dad has the child, then if he's getting any communication from mother at all, it, it's grief about not setting limits with him. And if it's the other way, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. But I've not seen the parents be able to get together um, and say, we're together making a plan for you, which would probably solve the whole thing because the kid would have brought them together, which was the point in the first place. Very interesting. Okay. Um, so... I know what a difficult position it is, and somebody else had written in saying, are there any failure to launch therapists? Well, no therapist can go in there and do anything magic to make this kid move along if the kid doesn't want to talk with them, number one, can refuse. You can't make anybody do anything they don't want. Mm -hmm. So there's no magic wand. Um, no therapist toting a magic wand who's going to be able to move your kid along. Or the parent doesn't follow through with the therapist's ideas of limit setting and saying this right. is your deadline. And you know that that's what you know everybody's going to say when they get in there. And I could hear this mother who was calling in trying to get her husband to be more sympathetic. And you could see that she was truly distraught. And I have no doubt that she was responding to something real. But it was something that happened when the kid was little. Not now. Okay? Get out, get a job, get out of the house, and we'll send you to therapy if that's what you need. 
but you're not going to just sit, sit here in some very bizarre way keeping us together. Mm -hmm. Okay? The thing that most needs to be talked about with the child who's unable to budge is his perceptions of the divorce, how he feels about it, how he feels his mom is doing, how he feels dad is doing, how everybody is very sad. Family therapy would not be a bad idea at all. Maybe dad is, I mean, the, the uh, child is afraid to leave mom. Absolutely. Oh, sure. Could be Mom's depressed. Her. She's yeah. by herself Absolutely. without me. Or dad. Yeah. Either one. So somewhere, somehow, I think this child is in a caretaker role, which is totally not evident at first glance. No, certainly not. It looks like the child is, you know, semi-adult is the right. reason for all the trouble, but really... No, it's never the kid. You know, that's the, that's the tough thing with family therapy. It always looks like the kid, but it really isn't ever the kid. Um, so all those unresolved difficulties would have to be brought out. And I don't know how familiar... Certainly large agencies are familiar with this because they figured out how to make money. But I don't know if your average clinic or, you know, or if many people are putting out a shingle saying we do, we do failure to launch. But if we're not, we should. Yeah. Okay? And if you're a parent, hand-wringing isn't going to help. You need some plan. And if it's possible to involve your ex, that's absolutely where I would suggest you go. Yeah. Very interesting because you realize when you look closer at it that it's not really fo the focus is this one child or adult or whatever they are. I mean, I'm right. assuming like mid-20s, something yeah. like that, um, is not really the issue. It's the whole family as this system in place. This could be the same kid who they brought to therapy when he was 10 because he was acting out, and of course what he was acting out was everything else that was going on in the family. So he may have had a long career doing this. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not fair to the kid, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it looks like he's getting the benefits, he really isn't. They're probably using guilt and manipulation on yeah, him. Absolutely. Interesting. Even though everybody would deny that. Yeah. Um, but enabling can be just as destructive. All right. Very All right. interesting stuff. Yeah. Margaret always has a unique take on something. Out of my very own head. <laughs> okay. So when you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, askcraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is available for Skype coaching. I am. Feel free to sign up with me. Uh, and I can get you in pretty quickly right now. That's right. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.